criminal law today was a little confusing. Uh, we're continuing our discussion about mens rea, and we're focusing on mistake of fact and mistake of law. I'm going to try and keep this as short, as simple, and as organized as possible because otherwise I might get a little lost in the weeds myself and consequently may not actually be that helpful. Uh, so what, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to define mistake of fact. I'm going to talk about the common law approach and the NPC approach to mistake in fact, and then I'm going to go do mistake of law, and I'm going to talk about and I'm going to define it. I'm going to go over the common law approach and the NPC approach. I'll name the cases, and I'll just say what it was about, but I'm not going to go into detail with the facts or really share how they're examples, because all they are are examples of how the courts interpreted these rules. Okay, so mistake of fact. So this is when somebody believes one thing about an action that's being done, and they're wrong in that belief. So what that means, say for example, somebody believes that they are transporting medicine for their grandma, and it turns out that they're actually transporting illegal drugs. That is a mistaken fact, because one person believes one thing about what they are doing instead of what is actually going on. So people v. Navarro, this was about stealing beams of wood because they thought that they were abandoned. And the court's going to take a common law approach here. Let's go into the different common law approach and NPC approach. So a person can have a mistake of fact of it as a defense. So meaning they, they did wrong, they were convicted of wrong, but they were mistaken in their fact. So there's no mens rea because they were wrong. They didn't realize that they were wrong. So the common law approach is that you can have this as the defense, the mistake of fact, if under a general intent definition, the jury sees that the actions were reasonable and in good faith. We're not going to focus too much on that, but we're going to focus more on under a specific intent. So that means that the intent is purposeful or it's knowing. The jury's not going to look irreasonable in this situation. The actions can be completely unreasonable, but instead they're just going to focus on the genuine good faith of the actor. And this is actually the same approach as the NPC. So a person under the NPC um, is not going to be guilty of a crime of a mistake of fact if there's no mens rea. And that's what that second prong of the common law approach was, is if there's no purposeful or knowing or reckless or negligence, then there's no mens rea and they're not going to be guilty of a crime. Uh, the difference with the NPC approach, though, is that this is true unless if somebody is committing a crime and is charged of another. So, say, for example, somebody is transporting illegal drugs and they believe it's one kind of drugs and it turns out that it's actually a more dangerous and more punishable form of drugs. In this case, the court is going to rule to say that they're going to give the lesser degree of the offense. They're not going to be as guilty for the greater offense, but they are still going to be guilty of committing a crime because they committed a crime.
So that's mistake of fact. Let's move into mistake of law. So mistake of law is when somebody believes one thing about the content of the law and they're mistaken in the meaning of that content. So for example here, let's say uh, a law uh, says that a person is permitted. So a let, let's just say a state official is permitted to carry a weapon on them at all times without a license. And a federal official, not a state, a federal official sees that and they're like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an official. I, I could carry an unlicensed weapon on me at all times. The court's going to say, no, that's a mistake of uh, law because you misinterpreted how the statute is interpreted, if that makes sense. And that's actually the case of what happened in People v. Moreno, Marrero. Uh, the other example is uh, Cheek v. United States, and that's tax evasion. In that case, the person did not believe that he was evading taxes. He just didn't believe that he needed to pay taxes, that taxes didn't apply to him. Anyways, uh, the common law approach here is that there's generally no defense for ignorance of the law. So you can't say, oh, I didn't know that was a law. That's not a defense that one can use. There are three exceptions to this general rule, though. First is that you're relying on an official statement from somebody in the law. So you hear the rule from a person who has authority, uh, and that's someone who's in charge of the law's interpretation or enforcement. And then you later find out that that was wrong. Second is that there's a constitutional notice, meaning a due process, and that's where uh, somebody is charged with the crime of omission, which is a failure to act, uh, but based off, because of their status, they didn't know that they were supposed to act. So that's another exception. If that's the case, the prosecution must prove that there actually was proper notice. And for the third exception, for a specific intent, again, that's purposefully or knowing, uh, so a specific intent crime, where the mistake of law negates the specific intent portion, so where the mistake of law goes against the purposeful or knowing, meaning you didn't know, you, and it wasn't on purpose, the genuine mistake of law can be a difference. That's what I wrote down. I'm not 100% sure what I'm saying there. I might just be saying that for a specific intent crime, you do have a genuine mistake of law can still be permitted as a defense. I think that was just a typo there at the end. General mistake of law can be a defense. I meant defense, it was a typo. I'm sorry. Okay, the NPC approach, last but not least, I'll wrap this up. So, again, generally the rule is that there's no defense for the ignorance of the law. But there can be a mistake of the law if the purpose negates the mens rea. So, again, that's purposeful knowing, uh, reckless, and negligence. If it negates the mens rea required to establish a material element. And second, so the conduct 
a belief of the conduct was not illegal if it, it, that can be used as a defense if there's not enough given notice to the actor, the person who commits the crime, and they're acting on a reasonable reliance from an official statement of law, which was later determined to be wrong. So that sounds very similar to um, parts of the common law approach. There are key differences, uh, but they are fairly similar. And the biggest di- uh, difference there, we'll give this cheek um, example with the tax evasion, is if a person does not believe uh, that they are uh, doing something wrong, um, then the law can't have, there's no mens rea, so the law can have no hold on them. Again, the jury needs to decide whether or not they believe them. And that's mens rea. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to start talking about causation. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.